Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United. I'm your host Matthew, and today talking about our four-three defeat away in the Champions League against Copenhagen. Um, oh my goodness, what a game! Um, in lots of different perspectives. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time in the pre-talk. I'm going to try not to because there is so many things to just break down in this game. Just crazy eventful. Um, just want to address one th- or two things first of all. Uh, I do hope that the fan, whoever it was, it was in the stands who was unwell at one point. I do hope that they're well and that was taken care of appropriately. Um, also, a lot of people. I, I, I was trying to figure out like because they were coming up with the um, as it stands table. So four games out of six, we got three points. Gathas Roy on four, Copenhagen on four, Bayern on twelve. Obviously, Bayern have basically won the group. Four, five, six. So we've got to play Galatasaray again and Bayern Munich again. Depending on goal difference and whatnot, we can still get through, can't we? Because we're on three points. If we get another win, so if we beat, let's say, Galatasaray away, three, four, five, six. Yeah, if we. If Bayern win there, well, if we, would we even have to beat Bayern Munich? I'm just trying to figure this out, because we're not out, are we? Three, because let's say Bayern win their next game, but we beat Galatasaray. Four, five, six, that would actually put us second. Or am I being an idiot and doing my maths completely wrong? But yeah, four, four games, there's six points left. We're on three, four, five, six. The other team, two teams, have got four. We get six points. That puts us on six. That puts us second. So we're not out yet, like, at all. Obviously, this still isn't good and all those kinds of things. Um, So, of course, every time we lose, I like to ask the question, did Ten Hag get it wrong? I don't think Ten Hag did did anything wrong in this game. Um, I had some questions about how he set up certain things. Like, I I didn't like the choice of that midfield. Um, but ultimately, it was one of our better midfield performances. Um, why did we lose this game? I thought we just had a lot of bad luck. I think there is a massive, massive, massive problem. Apparently not just in the Premier League, but with officiating and VAR through all of football. Uh, I'm not saying that's why we lost. I think we lost due to a couple of just silly mistakes and letting in a few too many cheap goals. Obviously, it was a penalty as well. Um... But I'm still really happy with the actual performance. I still thought we played really, really well. We just didn't quite focus for the entire game and unfortunately made a couple of mistakes and lost. I know that sounds quite simple when we've let in four goals. Well, one one of them was a penalty. But, um, yeah, it's just we, we still don't block shots effectively enough defensively. I think that's a problem. Although I see that a lot of teams doing that, actually. So I don't think that's just an us problem. But then again, I've spoke before about... Um, I, I don't tend to see players jump in the way of the football anymore. I don't know why that is, but that's the situation. Um, but yeah, I, I was very, very happy with how we played. Um, I just thought we were really, really, really unlucky. Um, we were relatively clinical. I mean, we scored... Obviously, two open play goals, three goals. Probably could have scored a couple of more. I thought we should have won this game. I thought we were the better team. I don't think Galatasaray, sorry, Copenhagen, um, 
turned up really. In fact, they were looking very, very shaky in the first half. I think the red card is certainly a game-changing moment. Obviously, if you don't think it is, then I'm not sure what to tell you. But as a game-changing moment, but we still... We, we hung in there really, really well. I've never quite been this sort of... It doesn't feel like we lost the game, even though we did, because we did so well in so many other areas. There's just a few times we just slipped up too many times. Uh, of course, this was a longer game as well. We've got an additional, what, nearly 20 minutes or so. Um... But I was happy with the performance. I thought we played really well. I just thought we were very, very unlucky, particularly, um, <clears throat> which is which is just un it's just unfortunate. It, it's just really unfortunate. Um, but I'm looking at this now, and it's like four three. I'm like, how do we let in four goals? When did that? When did that happen? Um, but this was one of them games where it felt like we were always going to get back into it, and we just. We we just kind of fell at the final hurdle. It was this back and forth of we go in front, they come back, we go in front, they come back, then they take the leads, but we just didn't have that final... We didn't have that final answer. Um, I thought we could have scored a couple of more goals, but then we also could have let in less goals. It just... It, I don't know. It just... It, it It is what it is. We've had a lot of bad luck this season. We've got another injury, of course. or injury and a red card. Of course, Rashford, red card, and of course the injury with Johnny Evans. Both those things would have changed the game. Um, I know it's not very insightful from me, but that's just sometimes the way that these things uh, happen. It's just really frustrating, but it doesn't feel like we've lost this game, which is just really strange. So, uh, anyways, a lot of stuff to get into for the game, so let's just jump in. Uh, three minutes in, a nice, nice early goal. Rasmus Hoyland grabbing uh, grabbing another Champions League goal. Um, why does this goal happen? Pass and move. Uh, you can use three examples. If Wambasaka doesn't make the run to get the ball, he doesn't get the pass in. If McTominay doesn't make his run to get the ball to pass it to Hoyland, then the goal doesn't happen. And if Hoyland isn't in that right place at that right time, then... Um, the goal doesn't happen. Very, very happy to see this goal. I think it was really, really well taken. He's there, of course, for these sort of poacher-type goals. Um, so yeah, that's what he's there for. And um, it was a very well-taken goal. I think everybody involved did really well. Rashford did well. Juan Basaka down that right-hand side. McTominay did well with this goal. And Hoyland, of course, there was to, to finish things up. But this is how we should be scoring more of our goals. Uh, but it just doesn't happen sometimes. So very, very good opening goal. Then, of course, the injury Varane on for Evans. Um, Varane didn't look particularly happy. There's a lot of stuff out there about Mount and about Casemiro and about Martial and about Varane. You can choose to believe whatever you want to read. Of course, there's a lot of stuff out there about Man United at the moment. Um, there's rumours of... There's basically, there's rumours of Casemiro, Varane and Martial going to Saudi in January. And, of course, Sancho uh, all going to... Saudi in January. I'm not sure where that's come from, but you know the media likes to do what the media likes to do. We'll see what happens. Uh, then Hoyland's second goal. Um, so go on 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 the break. But of course, you still have to make the right choices. Um, Ganacho should have passed this ball here, but um, ultimately gets a deflection or sort of comes back off the goalkeeper. And um, yeah, Hoyland's there to tap it in. There's not tons to talk about here, really. I I think it was Bruno who passed the ball through to Garnacho, did really well. Hoyland was with him, of course, two very pacey sort of players. Um, I understand Garnacho's got, I'm not mad at Garnacho for going going for goal, but, uh, <clears throat> but um, 
yeah, Holland's there to, to tap it in, and it's all looking very good. All looking very good. Twenty eight minutes into the uh, into the game, but um, I mean, it could have been three about a couple of minutes after that. But unfortunately, we weren't uh, clinical enough after this. Um, all right, let's talk about this Rashford red card. I think it was a red card. Uh, some of you are going to agree, some of you are going to disagree. The thing is, I don't know what's factually correct anymore because I don't know what the rule book says anymore. Um, and I have to stick to my principle. My principle is that I've said if your studs land on, uh, unless you've touched the ball first, which is a different thing, Rashford doesn't, of course, touch the ball in this collision. Um, if your studs lands on the player, then it's a red card. I, w I, I was watching, like, obviously, the VAR played for all this and all that kind of stuff. And I was thinking back to, when was it we played City? A couple of weeks ago. And I pointed out that John Stones, I can't remember who the foul was on. I think it was Bruno or somebody. And it wasn't given as a red card. And it, it was very, very similar to this. And I just thought to myself, like, if I'm calling for that to be a red card, then this also should be. So that's just me sticking to my principles. I know the context was a little bit different because Rashford, Rashford's basically trying to just land his foot and protect the ball. Um, I'm not mad at Rashford for this red card. I don't think it's like malicious or dangerous or sort of really silly. He's just trying to control the ball and move away. But again, studs on the ankles. To me, that is a red card unless you've touched the ball first. Because if you remember, I can't remember if it was even this season or last season, Casemiro made a tackle last season or recently. His foot touched the ball, then slipped off the ball onto the player's ankle. To me, that's not a red card because you've touched the ball first. But that's not what happens here. So um, a lot of people are going to be debating about this. I think it's a red card. That's just me sticking to my principles as to what I've said before. Um, and not being biased towards you know my, my football club and stuff. Um, it's, it's unlucky. Um, it's certainly not malicious. I'm not mad at Rashford or anything. But... When we saw it the second or third time, I was like, yeah, that that's what I've described before as being a red card. Um, so it is what it is, but uh, he did get given the red anyway. Uh, and it's a game-changing moment. It's a game-changing moment. Um, it's just... We're having a lot, a lot of bad luck this season, and this was just another slice of that. So... Uh, then they scored a goal. I honestly can't remember their goals particularly, but they're all sort of cutbacks, weren't they, um, from crosses. So again, it's another situation with each of these goals, really, of not stopping the cross. Because um, what was it? Varane did something silly at one point, Wampasaka did something silly at one point, and Delo did something silly at one point. I can't remember which of those were for which goals. Uh, like, Delo on one of the later goals doesn't mark his man. Varane at one point makes like a crazy pass for one of the goals or something that led to a goal. And then Wampasaka tried to pass it back to Onana. That didn't go well. That led to a goal. I think those are the three incidents. So if you're going to put blame on people, I guess you would do it for that. Um, but, yeah, a lot of these are just shots that we haven't blocked. We're very, very bad at blocking shots. Um... And I don't really blame Onana for these goals either. I don't think he can do a ton about these different goals. Um, but it's a case of you don't stop the cross. You don't block the player who's got the ball. And, um, yeah, it, 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 well, if you don't do that, it goes in the net if it's on target, doesn't it? So, uh, just, yeah, but that was their first goal. Then they scored the second one. Um, okay, so something to mention for this... Um, was it this penalty? Yes, it was. I'm just trying, just trying to remember everything that has happened. <laughs> uh, 
Um, okay, right. Let's, let's break this down a little bit. I do not think either of the penalties should be penalties. But, in the context of this game, if you're going to give one, you've got to give the other. Because, when their handball ha- happened in the second half... And I thought, okay, I don't think that is a handball, but in the first half of the game, you gave a handball for the same thing. Do you understand what I mean? If you're going to give a handball, literally in the same game, if you're going to give a handball for something, even if I don't think it's a handball, because I I don't think either of them actually are, you've got to give it because you've given the same thing earlier. That's how I sort of looked at those. And within the context of the scoreline and everything, so let's say those two penalties don't happen, the game would have ended up being 3-2. So it would have, you know, relatively... It would have relatively... It would have relatively uh, equaled things out, I suppose. So there's that. It still would have resulted in a, you know, losing scoreline. But that's the way that I look at it. If you're going to give a penalty for something and the same thing is going to happen later in the same game... You've got to give a penalty for both, even though I don't think that either of those penalties should have been given, because I don't think that that's a handball. But that's just how I am particularly looking at it. Um, that was half time, <laughs> very eventful. Uh, things are going to get even crazier. Uh, second half started. Um, Amrabat on for Ericsson. Makes sense. I thought Ericsson was having a good game, but in the context of um, 10 men and everything, and. Um, Needing an extra man in midfield. I'm not sure. Like to be honest. To be totally honest. After the red card. I wasn't sure at any point. What the formation was. Uh, Obviously Hoyland was up front. Ganache was still kind of on the left. I think Bruno was on the right. And then you had a midfield of. McTominay and Amrabat. I think. I think that was what happened. Because Rashford was on the right. You put Bruno out there. Then you have McTominay. And we're back in the middle. It makes sense if that's actually what happened. I'm not completely sure. So, it uh, makes sense. Um, then we got a penalty. Uh, again, it was the situation of the same thing happening. Um, which, again, I don't think... I've, I've just said that twice. I don't need to repeat what I've said. But penalties well taken. Um, so, there we go. That made it... What was the call on, was it then? Um, one, two... That made it three, two, didn't it? Um, then they made 10 substitutions, no, they made 1, 2, 3, 4 substitutions, pretty much back to back, then they scored their next goal, I can't remember which of the goals this was, but I've already kind of pointed out as to, um, the different mistakes for different ones, like Wan-Bissaka's crazy pass, Varane's weird pass, I don't know what his intention was there, uh, the low marking with either the third or the fourth goal, I'm not sure which one it was, um, the one that was on the back post on the right-hand side, that was a bit more on the low, he doesn't do well enough in, in that situation. Um, then we made a sub, mount on for Hoyland. So that at that point in the game, it's level, right? It's 3-3, you've got five minutes left. Tenag does keep doing this, he does keep subbing off Hoyland, and I'm not sure... Because to me, you, you, you could do with a win, right? You, you need a win. Um. Okay, yeah, sorry, you need a win. You've got your striker on who scored two goals. I really would have loved Hoyland to get a hat-trick as well today. That would have just been perfect and beautiful, wouldn't it? But it wasn't to be. 
I agree with bringing Mount on. I probably would have taken off Bruno, to be honest. <laughs> I think he started doing his uh, Hollywood Hollywood ball thing in Majiggy. I would have brought um, Mount on for um, uh, Bruno. But then I would have tried to maybe bring Martial into this game or something. But I'm not sure who I would have... Because Ganacho was playing really well. Hoyland, you can already trust to get a goal in this game because he's already got two... Um, but there's certain players he's just kind of reluctant to take off, like Bruno Fernandes. I get it, he's your club captain and all that sort of thing. But that's what I would have personally done. Um, I would have maybe tried to go for, like, a 4-3-2 or something. So you have, like, Scott, Amrabat and Mount in the middle. That that's, that sounds like a... It's not the best midfield, but it's solid. There, there's legs in that midfield and there's some level of creativity. Plus, Scott was having a good game, or McTominay was having a good game. Uh, then you've got Mount, and then you go for a bit more pace up front with Ganacho and Hoyland. Uh, Hoyland, who can hold the ball up a little bit more and then pass it through to Ganacho, who's got pace. That was just kind of what I was thinking at the moment. In, in the moment, uh, then they scored their last goal, their winning goal. Again, I yeah, I've already talked about some of their goals. So, oh dear, what a game! What a game, indeed. Um, See, I'm usually more disappointed when we've lost the game. But I suppose it's about the manner of how you lose the game. And we... I don't know if this is even a thing. We we lost this game well. Is that is is that a normal thing to say? I don't, I don't know anymore. Football's confusing me. Um, I still love the game, but... I tell you what, some of this... I'll, I'll be, I, I mentioned it a bit already, but... VAR and officiating and all, all just the nonsense that's happening at the moment. Like there was a Newcastle Arsenal thing. There was then there was a Tottenham, was a Chelsea game. Then there was some other stuff, and we've had like a VAR in every single incident of game we've played. It's getting really tiring. And the thing is, I don't know how you fix VAR. So, but then if you get rid of it, I just. It's the problem where, when, when you've got an already 90-minute game. And are you going to stop and look at the monitor every single time there's a call-out for a foul, a call-out for handball, if the ball goes out of play, all, all, all these kinds of different things. I, I, I just... It gets very tiring. It gets very, very disruptive for, for a particular game. Um, also, you've got to think as well, it might be disruptive for us as viewers because the game stops and starts. It's very disruptive for the for the um, momentum of the game as well, um, which I felt happened in this game. So I don't know. It, it that, that's that's something that's like weighing things down at the moment. But I don't know. It's just yeah. They, they, see, they said a while. I was hearing about two years ago or so, like, oh, VARs are winning football, and I was like, oh no, it's okay. It's fine. Like VARs fine. It, it's genuinely starting to get to a point where it's kind of ruining games somewhat because. Even when you do spend too much time looking at a decision and you make the blatantly wrong decision, like what are you supposed to do? We well, what are you supposed to do? Anyway, that's it for the summary. Uh, we have player ratings and stuff to get to. Um, I'm trying to think if I should say anything more about the goals or anything, but I've given my opinion already. I suppose I've got to think of a man. Of the, well, actually, I, don't know, I don't know who the man of the match is. Anyway, I'm going to recenter myself, uh, take a break. We'll come back and do player ratings. See you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is ETALKUK. That's E-T-A-L-K. 
UK to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode, and you can go and click on that link in the show notes. That's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well, so you can either copy and paste the promo code ETALKUK, E-T-A-L-K-U-K. You can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20% off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very very first class very professional so no questions about manscaped's quality thanks very much to manscaped for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you very much for listening Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's Kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link hi there if you'd like to get rid of the ads in entertainment talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes we've got good news for you there as well you can subscribe to entertainment talk at either the five dollar level tier or ten dollar level tier the five dollar level tier will get you access to all of entertainment talks previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for if you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show or a film review of your choice so if you if there's a tv show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it we can watch two episodes of that tv show or film review so it's one of either of those per month of course if you continue subscribing each month you can pick a tv show then a film the next month and so on and so forth this is a great way to support entertainment talk get your ad free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening back to the show Alright, despite losing the game, I do have a few 10s to give out to today. And a few ga- a few ratings that would have been a 10 that have to slip down to a 9, unfortunately. But let's go in man of the match, Rasmus Hoyland. You get two goals, you play well, you play for the shirt. Um, you can see the passion in him and everything like that. It's two well-taken goals. Yes, you could say that they're easy because they're tap-ins. But that's the whole point of being a poacher striker, is being in the right place at the right time. Because if you're not, then you're simply not going to score those goals. Um, almost scored when he sort of ran through on goal as well, showed a bit of pace and power there. Some people said he scuffed his shot. I think he scuffed his shot a little bit, but it looked like he was attempting like a P-roller in the bottom corner, and it almost went in. It wasn't like it sort of was disastrously wide. Um, I think he got a bit excited with that chance after we'd scored the second goal, because like we we caught them out like a lot of times in their own area, and he took like a bit of a snapshot. Um, I've noticed something actually, and I need to talk about it now before I forget. This is, it's a good problem to have, but I don't know how we solve it. And I've seen England do this in the past. Not to, not to compare Gareth Southgate to Ten Hag, that would be very rude of me towards Eric Ten Hag. <laughs> 
Although I've seen I've seen England do it before Southgate was there, so whatever. When a team is not used to dominating a game and playing well for the first 20 minutes or for a large portion of the game and you score a couple of goals and you start getting what I would call too excited which is essentially oh my god we picked the ball up again quick quick score a goal without kind of taking a moment and thinking about what you're doing and it creates an issue which kind of did come up a little bit after the second goal when when Hoyland gets that chance and it was this sort of um oh my god Hoyland's got the ball again quick to take a quick snapshot oh no you should have taken a bit more time and it's almost this like you get too good and you get too carried away and you get a bit too excited it's good to have that feeling there but I suppose it's I suppose what the how you solve the problem of that is 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 concentrating more in the moment. Um, it doesn't happen to us that often because we don't dominate most games. But we were absolutely dominating this game in the first half an hour, and from that moment when we when we had that uh, chance for the third goal, and we almost got too excited and took took it too quickly. Um, it happened a bit again later on. I remember Bruno won the ball high up the pitch. And Hoyland was sort of in the position to kind of receive the ball, but not in a great one. And then he passed it back to McTominay and he skied it over the bar for some reason. It's moments like that. It's almost like, oh, God, we we, we didn't ex- we were trying to get the ball back, but we didn't quite expect to actually have it. So now that we've got it here in a scoring position, we don't quite know what to do with it. And I think it's just a case of trying to concentrate in that moment. But we'll, we'll see how the team handles that. Let's go back to the front. Onana, yes, he let in four goals. I wouldn't really put any of them on him, to be honest. Um, I thought his distribution was quite good at points. I thought he showed a lot of cool, calm and collectiveness on the ball. A few good saves. Um, I'd probably give him a 9, to be honest. Uh, Wambasaka, yes, made a mistake with the with the pass back to Onana. Should have been a bit more controlled. That's, again, another one of those moments. A bit different contextually in terms of the moment. But another one of like, oh, I'm going to kick this ball back to you. Oh, I've done it a little bit too... In a little bit of a too exaggerated sort of way. And Onana's like, oh god, I know I'm good at like being on the ball and stuff. But he doesn't manage to sort of control it. Um, I know that that caused the corner, which I think led to a goal afterwards, didn't it? That mistake aside, I cannot take away from the absolute brilliance that Wambasaka was in this game. It's it's amazing when you get, instead of like, oh, let's play Lindelof there or the low there. And put Amrabat at left back or, you know, that, that period of time when we was doing that for a few weeks. It doesn't usually always matter about the quality of the player. Usually it's just if you've got an actual proper balanced team and players in their positions, it just it just creates this balance in the team. Aside from that actual normal aspect, he was absolutely incredible in this game. So I would have given him a 10. But that mistake was... It wasn't horrifically bad. It could have been avoided. It, it could have been better from there. And it's not like he did that pass that went to a player. There was still a corner that happened after that, which we then should have cleared after that. So I, I granted he still made a mistake and everything, but I cannot take away from his performance. I'll still give him a nine. Uh, Maguire, I thought, had a relatively solid performance. Um, by the way, what the hell was up with... It was like the 85th minute or something. And he nearly scored like a cracking shot right at the end. And the referee gave a foul. Are you taking the piss? How is that a foul? 
Like, you you do know this is it's it's that sort of stuff. When I was saying, uh, obviously, there's been bigger stuff happening recently, like with the crazy Tottenham stuff and the Newcastle game and all all, all that sort of stuff. But with basic stuff like this, like he's just made contact a little bit and won the ball. It is a contact sport. It's like you have to sort that sort of stuff out. Because imagine if he scores that goal. Like again, that's another game-changing sort of moment. Not not as much as some of the other ones, but. Imagine he cracks that into the top corner, which he almost did, and credit to him for taking the shot on. Because you start to see him, like, charge up for the shot. I'm like, oh my god, but why about score here? Supposing he'd scored that, and like, yeah, it's 4-4, we got a point out of this game, we got something out of this game, and he goes, nah, it's a foul. Right, it it might have been challenged a bit more if I had him, but a bit, like... You see what I mean? Like, you've got to make those decisions properly, and there's no way in on any multiverse of Earth that that's a foul. It's just a very simple little shove for a, for, for a tackle. Anyway, didn't score. So um, I thought it was very solid throughout the game, though. Uh, maybe we'll have to have a conversation about Maguire at some point, but I'm going to give him an 8. Uh, Evans did get subbed off quite early. I still thought he had a good game from what we saw. Um, i give him a 6. Delo, I would say his mistake is definitively, arguably worse than Wambasaka's because he failed to mark somebody who scored a goal. He still played quite well. I don't know where I stand on... Because I did say a couple of games ago, I think it was two matches ago, it was like, oh, it's time for you to go. Maybe that was me just being a bit exaggerated. And, you know, if if I end up thinking that, then I'll, I'll own up to that. I've got no problem with that. I don't know. I don't know what I think of Delo at the moment. I'll have to... Um, like, would I sell him? he's not supposed to be playing at left-back anyway, because we're supposed to have three other left-backs, just remember that as well. I don't know. I don't know what my answer is to that right now. Um, he's good at some stuff, but it's just... Maybe it's the case with Delo where he's played quite well recently, apart from that particular game. I can't remember which one it was. Um, but when he makes mistakes, they start to stick out a little bit. Certainly, in terms of marking, it's it, it it can look quite bad when it does it. So, I thought we had a good game. Other than that, so I'll give it. I give him a seven. I thought he was still good. McTominay. Um, I don't know where this got. This is almost the Scott McTominay of nineteen twenty, which is the McTominay that I liked. Um, and was disappointed when he got injured back in. I think it was that season or the one after. And then he kind of fell apart for a bit. Uh, regardless of what you think of McTominay or what I think of McTominay, I think we can all agree he's a fascinating player because he can do some really, really good stuff sometimes and then he can do some calam- truly calamitous type stuff. Um, he probably should have scored, that, scored, scored a goal. Um, I still thought overall he had a really good game in midfield. I could, uh, I'm going to give him an 8. Um, Ericsson didn't play the whole game. Still thought he controlled the midfield well. Wasn't, of course, because he was bad that he got subbed off. Um, I'd probably give him a 7. I thought it was quite good. Uh, Rashford wasn't on for the entire game. I'm going to give him a 6. He wasn't really that involved, apart from the bit of play down the right-hand side. But then again, I don't think Rashford down the right-hand side really works. But I don't know how you would have done that differently in this game. Um, I'm not particularly sure. So I'll give him um, still a 6. Um, Bruno Fernandes, he scored a penalty, which was very good. Um, It wasn't one of his car crash games, I'll give him that. Still too many Hollywood balls, still just getting a bit too... uh, I've got to do something when he's on the ball. 
Um, he played decent at certain times, so I'm not going to be silly with it. I'll, I'll just give him a six. Uh, Ganacho, I thought Ganacho played really, really well in this game. Really, really well. Um, again, should have maybe scored a pass to score to, uh, to, you know what I'm talking about, with the Hoyland thing. Um, still thought he played really, really well. I'm going to give him a 10. Did he do anything wrong in the game? Not that I can recall. I'm going to give him give him a 10. I don't think I actually gave Hoyland a score, did I? But I gave him a man of the match, so I'll give him a 10 as well. Okay, let's get to these substitutions. Um, one of the strangest substitution benches I've ever seen, and I will tell you why in just a moment. Uh, Amabat, who came on, I thought he was particularly poor, gave the ball away a few too many times. I think one of the uh, passes he did badly led to a goal. I think it did anyway. Um, but I don't think he did very well in this game. I don't know quite what's going on with him. Anthony on the bench. Good to see him dropped. Good to see Tenog actually do that. Uh, I know there were some comments earlier in the week of like, oh, he's my expensive signing and I need to give him a chance. But good to see him being dropped. Uh, Bayendia on the bench. Forson. As if Forson... No, no disrespect to Forson. Like, I you know, don't really know him that well anyway. As if we were going to ever use Forson in this match. Like, and that's where this whole Donny thing gets really weird. Like, really? You didn't include him in this team. But you've got... How many players? There's a lot of players on this bench. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. So, 12. So we've got more players on the bench than we've got on the pitch. That's That's interesting to see. And there's no space for Donny because you didn't put him... In your Champions League team. But then you put a youth player on. Who was never going to be subbed on in this game. That was never going to happen. Uh, for those of you wondering where Kobe Maino is. He uh, and Dan Gort. They both played today or yesterday. In a um, uh, youth game. Uh, but yeah, there, so you got two goalkeepers on the bench. Forson. He was never going to be subbed on. Heaton. As if we were going to actually use two goalkeepers in this bench. Lindelof. Martial. Hannibal. Mount. Subbed on. I don't really have much to say about Mount. He, I, I don't know what's going on there. There's a couple of players I want to talk about in a minute, actually. Uh, Pedestri, not used. Regulon, I'm going to assume wasn't fully fit, because otherwise you wouldn't be playing the low at left-back. And Varane was subbed on, obviously, because Evans was injured. So more centre-back injuries. Isn't it just wonderful? Isn't it absolutely wonderful? Um, so there's a few bits of discussion to have at the moment about a couple of these players... So you've got... Okay, Anthony was dropped. Fair. Why isn't Amrabat starting? Why isn't Mount starting? And why isn't Varane starting? And Varane... He might not have been fully fit, because like I said in the last episode, I don't know who's fully fit in this team. I couldn't tell you. I think I think Ganacho is, given how much he was running. I think Hoyland maybe is. But I don't know if we truly know the answers to those questions. Um, I'm going to guess Varane's not fully fit. Like, okay, there's rumours of him leaving in January to Saudi. Make of that what you will. Football rumours happen all the time. But then why would we let one of our two main centre pairings go in, in the middle of the season? What possible reason would we do that? Um, we're already too short on centre-backs. Because uh, they keep getting injured. So w why would we let Varane go in January? What What possible reason would we have for doing that? I don't understand those rumours at all. Uh, Casemiro is actually injured, that's why he's not here. Sorry, I didn't read the missing players list, did I? Casemiro, Diallo, Malassia, Martinez, Sancho and Shaw. I don't know why Amrabat's not starting more games. I don't. I have no idea why Mount's not starting more games. They were both injured recently. The, the only thing I can think of 
and this isn't me giving excuses or whatever this is just me trying to think about logical more more, more logical reasons rather than just oh Varane's on his way out the door what gives anybody that indication <laughs> um Varane, Mount and Amrabat uh who obviously should be starting games uh the only reason I could think of for those they're all all three of them were injured recently. We know Varane's got some issues. We know Amrabat's got some issues. Maybe they're not fully fit. And I was still I'll, st- I'll still stand by this. If you've got a f- player who, whether they're first team or whatever, and you want to include them in the team, if they're not fully fit, you don't start them. You just don't start them because then you run the risk of oh this player's ninety percent fit, they'll be fine. You put them out there, they get into a collision, and then they get injured even worse. It's never a good idea to do that. That's the only thing I can think of. I'm hearing all these rumours of like, oh, he's fallen out with Mount. He's fallen out with Iran. It's like, well, what what reason is there that we think that? Um, like, we tried for ages to get Mason Mount. Um, my, guess, my just guess is going to be that they're not fully fit. I don't know if that's correct or whatever, but that's that's what it is. But it just befuddles me when you've got players like that on the bench. And then you've got Forson on there and two goalkeepers. That's three spaces. On the bench, um, I don't know. There's there's strange stuff going on at this at this club at the moment. I don't I don't know what to make of all of it. So, and I also don't know what to make of the fact that we've got more players on the bench than on the pitch. <laughs> What's that about? Ah, uh, football. It's um, as Alex Ferguson, Sir Alex Ferguson, excuse me, uh, once said, "Football, bloody hell." And I think he was right. I think he was right. By the way, he said that after we won the treble. So, because um, I saw that clip come up the other day. All right. Um, I don't feel usually like, honestly, because people say football can affect your mental health. It could certainly affect your emotions. I mean, yeah, mental health, it certainly can affect. Football definitely affects your emotions. It's a very emotional game, depending on how emotionally you are tied into it. And I'm very, very emotionally tied into this football team. Usually I feel really, really shitty when we lose a game I don't know if you can tell in my tone of I don't know always how I come across I try to come across in the most collective calm way that I can um I don't feel the same way about this game maybe it's because we tried harder and we played better than we usually do because if you get absolutely stuffed and it doesn't feel like your team tries hard then it can feel really bad but um I don't know I mean I don't feel good (laughs) about it but it's just I feel more I feel more annoyed than anything else of like damn we really should have won this game why didn't we and there's lots of different reasons so <clears throat> all right now I'm going to try and breathe for a moment um thank you very much for listening of course we've got a uh, Luton on Saturday got to win that game that's just you, you've you just got to beat Luton like you have to um although um you know they speak of Crisis at Manchester United. That's what's always in the headlines. That's what will be in the headlines today and tomorrow. Don't don't get it wrong. There'll be crisis at Manchester United. Even though Liverpool drew to Luton in the last minute, and nobody said a damn word. Nobody said anything. Not one word. And just remember, as well, if you are a Manchester United fan and you see crisis at Manchester United, just remember, Chelsea are lower than us in the table. Got new owners, a new manager, and basically a new squad. Spent double the amount of money that we have in the last year. Finished much, much, much lower than us in the table last season. 
and are still lower than us in the table this season. But there is no sort of talk of crisis at Chelsea. That's just an example. If we're going to compare ourselves to one of the big teams, that's just one of the examples at the moment. Just remember that. Um, but anyway, there's some uh, words of wisdom if you'll take them that way. <clears throat> I don't know. Anyway, we'll move on. Um, we've got gaming talk tomorrow. Um, we've got looting on Saturday. And I plan on seeing the Marvels on Sunday. So those are the next couple of podcasts. Then we've got an international break. I do, however, need to start recording a couple of things for the end of the year, uh, which is a month for Positive Creators. So look out for that. That will be at the end of the year. Uh, I've just done two TV season reviews, by the way. One for uh, Invasion Season 2, one for Still Up Season 1. Those are both Apple TV Plus shows. So um, check those out as well. Oh, dear. Alright, so check those out as well. Uh, what are your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments? Excuse me, after this game. Um, send them in, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter, eTalk UK. There's information in your show notes. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, TV, games, films, main night, podcast. Take a look out for what we do um, and support it if you would like to or can or whatever. Uh, where do my social media? Let other people know about what we're doing. Listen to more podcasts. Support us in that way if you want to. Uh, Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers. Ad-free podcast review options. Look for that as well if you'd like to. Uh, TV and film news. Geek Town Radio is back this week. Uh, David was back on that with Grey. Uh, check that out. That came out yesterday. That's for Geek Town Radio. I've still got to finish the episode myself as well. Uh, so Geek Town Radio on Tuesdays. Uh, Geektown.co.uk. Uh, Bex, who's busy doing a lot of stuff, a uh, lot of cool, good stuff. Uh, check out what she's doing, Trista BYTES, uh, for retro chat game and other streams, and on other platforms as well. Me, Twitch, eTalk UK, and YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays. Ha! Huh. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye. Oh, look, I finished on 39 minutes. It's Book Tomine's number. Anyway, that was random. See you next time. <laughs> Goodbye.